1: Now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. (laughs) Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate the Professor Christian Nate. What's up, man?
0: Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch over here.
1: I am uh, the funkiest of the funky bunches. What's up, man? <laughs>
0: oh, man. I, you know, I'm happy to be here, but then I just witnessed that. I don't, I don't know, man.
1: Well, I had a good day, you know. Good, good. An acceptable day. I had a busy day, but, you know. you Tuesday- going to start rapping. No, well, that's not going to happen. Listen, Tuesdays are one of my favorite days of the week. I get to hang out with you. I get to do this awesome podcast. Hey, just want to take a minute and say thank you. To all of our faithful listeners, I'm seeing the numbers. They're great. They're great on Spotify. Um, They're great on YouTube. They're great on Patreon, which we are giving free seven-day trials of. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. And look, if you're uncertain, every Friday we do Freebie Friday, so we give out some piece of content. Um, Last week I did a mock draft where basically I did a mock draft one night, and, you know, I just kind of hopped on StreamYard. That's what we record on, threw the mock up on the screen, and I talked through it. Um, this week, I'm going to put up a roster review that I did um, that you could see what it looks like when a roster review gets done. If you want one done, it.com. forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Check it out. Check it out. Don't avoid us. Like, you might be avoiding <laughs> some of these wide receivers, but guess what? Got to buy some, sell some, and hold some. That's right. It is buy, sell, hold, avoid wide receiver edition. Nate, wide receiver, to me, one of the most important positions in fantasy football some might say the most important it's what you and i love to build our teams around we do we we definitely
0: you know moved to the strategy of building our teams around wide receivers i feel like it has been a good move and especially with what the running backs look like right now it was good to get ahead of it yeah um
1: we did something a little different though this week i came up with ones for nate and nate came up with ones for me yeah that was interesting wasn't it 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 was i kind of liked it though um some little bit of critical thinking going on there, which isn't my specialty. But that being <laughs> said, let's get right into it. Our first buy, sell, hold, devoid candidate, Nate, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, A.J. Brown. Everyone every year seems like, oh, sell A.J. Brown. Why? He's really productive. It's true. But tell me what you're doing. I will tell you, I am. I'm
0: holding A.J. Brown slash maybe selling A.J. Brown. Sometimes I like to pick two of these just because it can be situational. Uh, let, let's look at A.J. Brown. Weeks, three to eight, six weeks in a row, Mike, of 100-plus yards and six-plus receptions. Okay, This is after his little sideline rant that he had week two when he got a little upset. And then for six straight weeks, they fed A.J. Brown, and he was the, the centerpiece of that offense. Like I said, 100-plus yards and at least six receptions in every single one of those games in a row. But what happened after week eight? After week eight, he only had one game with 100 yards and six-plus receptions, and that was against the 49ers in week 13. I know the Eagles offense kind of fell apart at the end of the season. Mike, you got to witness it. You yeah, can tell yeah, us about thanks. that. Yeah, and um, all these
1: primetime games too. Thanks. Uh, Sorry, I had lovely. to say that. <laughs>
0: um, but, but, you know, A.J. Brown certainly was a part of that, and he, he fell off as well. Um, he ended up finishing as a wide receiver five. He still had a good season. Um, he still was productive for fantasy football. But that early season dominance that we saw from him, we did not see again uh, later in that season. He didn't pop back up. Um, Ended up averaging 17 points per game, wide receiver eight in in that realm. Currently going at the wide receiver eight on keep trade cut, actually. Well, Smith is there, plus a healthy Goddard. I I think we've seen his ceiling on this team. Um, You know, what we saw in 2022, obviously a really, really good ceiling. Um, You love to have that ceiling on your team. You know, I'm – Talking down maybe a little on AJ Brown right now, but I want to make it very clear he's still a you know a, a top seven, eight wide receiver for me in Dynasty as well. Um, so that's why I'm holding him. He's valued at wide receiver seven, wide receiver eight. I have him there about myself, so I'm holding him. But he is turning twenty seven next season, and though I'm not worried about age just yet, if I get the opportunity to get younger or maybe even upgrade Mike, I would be willing to move off of AJ Brown. Um, and in that example of upgrading from A.J. Brown, could I add a late first to A.J. Brown and go after one of the top four receivers? Maybe it's a maybe it's even a mid first, um, but when I say top four wide receivers, I'm talking about uh, J- Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. I have him up there as well. Um, can I move from A.J. Brown to one of those guys? Um, all four of those are a little bit younger than A.J. Brown, and I think a little bit more consistent um, moving forward. Also, could I add a second to A.J. Brown, maybe go after a Garrett Wilson or Puka Nakua? Um, you might even be able to do this deal straight up, uh, maybe for some people. Uh, but I'd like to get a little bit younger. I have those guys in the same tier, so if I can get something on top of it, if I can get one of those guys, I'll do that for sure. Um, if I'm tearing down from A.J. Brown, uh, looking for Nico Collins in a first-round pick, um, maybe the 107, 108 is what I'd be looking for. Um, that would be one of my favorite deals of this off-season, Mike. To be honest, Nico Collins and the 107, 108 for AJ Brown. I think production wise, from the wide receiver position, yes, I'm getting a slight downgrade, but moving forward, am I really? Who would I rather have as the quarterback for my fantasy wide receiver, CJ Stroud or Jalen Hurts? Um, would I rather have the Eagles' offense or the Texans' offense? I know it's only been one year, but that Texans' offense was incredible this year. And Nico Collins was incredible this year and almost had the. You know similar production to AJ Brown. And I expect Nico Collins to continue to improve and and reach some pretty big heights. So if I was able to get a first round pick, especially one at the 107, 108, where I can pick up a Romo Dunze, Brock Bowers, maybe a quarterback four at that point. I think that would be one of my favorite deals of the offseason. Uh, you know, if someone's looking to move off AJ Brown, pick up another productive wide receiver at asset on top. I love something like that. Um in the same realm. AJ Brown for maybe a guy like Devonta Smith or Jordan Addison. And can you get another wide receiver on it? I like a guy like Rashi Rice. Um, but is there another kind of like that mid value, a little bit higher, uh, you know, 20-ish wide receiver that you can add on? Get two of those guys for AJ Brown. I-, I-, I like someone like that. You know, I think there's there's opportunity there. And one quarterback, Mike, if you know, if we're looking at that over there, and this also applies to super flex, I think AJ Brown for Harrison Jr., um, I-, I would kind of do that straight up. To be honest, if I am a rebuilding team, I think you might be able to get something. Either way, I don't know. It depends. There's a lot of hype for Marvin Harrison Jr. right now. But if you're a contending team, I'm going to keep A.J. Brown in that situation. But if you're rebuilding, I would explore that option.
1: This one's tough for me, obviously, being an Eagles fan. But trying to put my fandom aside, um, yeah, their offense did not look great last year, which is why Kellen Moore is here now. Uh, Wasn't super thrilled with the hire. Reports were they wanted Cliff Kingsbury, but I think Cliff Kingsbury wanted to get rid of Jeff Statlin, the Eagles offensive line coach. Jeff Statlin can coach the Eagles offensive line until he dies if he wants. That's just how it is in that town. Um, so I'm actually thinking that the offense is going to be better. It's not going to look like a high school offense last year. Um, they're actually going to, it was for the record, part of the reason that there was a problem is um, Jalen Hurts was audibling at a like historic rate last mm. year. Just some of the play calls that Brian Johnson was sending in were so bad, Um, which, oddly enough, by the way, happened with Carson Wentz in 2020. So, you know, the last year of him being a starter for the Eagles, too, because no offense. so Don't put that juju on there. (laughs) No, not saying that Hertz is going to get traded. That's not going to happen. But still, I think I'm going to hold. Right now, some of these deals I like better than others. I like it. Look, honestly, though, I would sell if I could get Nico Collins and a first. You know, if we're saying that the 107, 108, if I could turn A.J. Brown into Nico Collins and Troy Franklin or Brian Thomas Jr., now we're talking. And the reason why is if you have A.J. Brown and nothing else behind him, and now all of a sudden you could take one player and turn him into two starters, that's how you make your team better. Sometimes to get better, you have to, on paper, Make your team a little bit worse by getting rid of your best player. That's just how it works. Two for one deals, I'm okay with. Otherwise, I'm probably going to hold. If I think I'm contending, he's definitely not coming out of my starting lineup. He's going to chill in there for sure. But uh, Mike, yes. Mike, I got to pick a player. So we did this. You know, we
0: were picking plays for each other. So you picked AJ Brown for me. This was a tough one. Mike, I'm thinking here, we got a lot of young wide receivers in the nfl and a lot of them are exciting so there's one guy who there's a lot of excitement about but at the same time we're maybe not putting him in that top tier of exciting young wide receiver he's, he's somewhere in between maybe maybe stuck in purgatory down there in the south so i wanted to know what are you doing with chris olave saints wide receiver
1: so i must have changed my answer on this about three times because i can <laughs> see it from a multitude of different ways but i'm going to buy um, right. He's underachieved, I think, as far as what we've expected him to do. And I think you could compare him to Garrett Wilson in that regard. Um, he's also had a little bit of shaky quarterback play, Derek Carr. And look, Derek Carr looked decent. It was his first year in the system. And I think Derek Carr comes around. Let's not forget, Derek Carr made Devontae Adams. Um, no, not Devontae yeah. Adams so much, I'm sorry. But he's made... He was there one year with uh, Carr, right? Yeah, plug in here. Sorry, forgive me. Um, Also, Jimmy Garoppolo suspended two games. In case anybody missed that, look, Derek Carr has had a history of making wide receivers fantasy relevant. Okay, that's just a fact. First year in New Orleans. I think next year is going to be better. I do. I have zero shares of Chris Olave. It's time for that to change, Nate. Not just to have. Right. I don't want him just to have him, but he did take a leap from year one to year two. And I think he has a bright future. Third year breakout, the breakout that we want could be coming in 2022, 72 catches, 1,042 yards and four touchdowns. Last year, 87 for 1123 and five. So look, we're we're going up, you know, 15 more catches, um, almost 100 more yards and an extra touchdowns. Touchdowns are spotty, we know that. In the last pod, I talked about Mike Evans. Look at his touchdowns. They're all over the place. Mike yep. Evans has also played with a lot of back. Oh, wow. And, you know, Derek Carr, look, love him, hate him, whatever you want to think. People are, I saw on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, saying no, he's going to get replaced. Not bad news for everybody. He's under contract until 2026, and it is not a cheap contract to get out from. And like I said, supported fantasy relevant wide receivers before, Chris Olave is the best wide receiver on that roster, hands down. There is no arguing that. Michael Thomas in his prime would like to have a word, but that prime is gone. They have a new offensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak. Yeah, that's Gary's kid. So, Yeah, Maggie's love Kubiak the Kubiak in. tree. Yeah, me too. Um, it's like the Kyle Shanahan, or it's like the Shanahan tree that knows how to win Super Bowls. Kind of, we could call it that. Shots fired, 49ers fans. Forgive me. So that was that was a rough game for them that Super Bowl. So yeah, a lot of us to watch. Yeah, Uh, I'm excited about um, Clint Kubiak coming in there, seeing what he can do with that offense because there's some there's some really talented players there. They do need to add to the wide receiver room though. They do. I will say that after Chris Olave, there's a lot of question marks. I would like to see them add. The running back room has some question marks too. With Kamara, Jamal Williams getting older. Can Kendry Miller stay healthy? Can he be the guy that we think he can be? So there's a lot of question marks everywhere else except for Chris Olave. And if I'm a super flex league, I could get him, I think, right now for a mid-first. Might have to add like a little third on top of there, too, because people are high on Chris Olave. Drake London, his value is really close. Sorry, don't hurt me. Um, and I did see a, a trade. I want your thoughts on this. I saw B. John Robinson for Chris Olave in a 25 first. I did see that in the trade calculator. If I'm making that deal, I want a 24 first. I don't want to Maybe wait. John. Yeah. I mean, I, if I was making that deal, if I felt the need to, I'd need it to be a 24 first, though, not a 25 first. Yeah. Yeah, I need that. I need that. Or pick- else I have
0: Jameer Gibbs and Devontae Chan and Jonathan Taylor on my team, and I'm just looking to diversify.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, in a Ooh. one quarterback league, am going to definitely need that mid first again, sprinkle a third on top of there um yeah i don't know what you're thinking about chris olave there but you tell me i like chris olave i like chris olave um I, i came
0: around to him a little later than some people like bob he was pretty high on chris olave coming into the draft right i don't have a lot of Olave myself actually i don't think i have a single share to be honest um i think this is fair price for him i'm not willing to probably pay uh, especially that Bijan deal. I think the Drake London one, I can go either way. Um, I yeah. think Drake London has moving forward just as much potential as Chris Olave, honestly, but Chris Olave has done it already uh, production wise. So that's, that's the, that's the difference. And I think if in a, in a vacuum between the two, I would pick Chris Olave certainly uh, because we have that history and because I know what that offense is um, for a mid first straight up. You now, if I'm looking at Romo Dunze or Chris Olave, I'm going to lean Chris Olave um, yeah. in a vacuum. But also, I could see the argument for re-rolling with Romo Dunze, who I think has a similar ceiling. But it mean, comes back to the question of, hey, do you want Chris Olave or Romo Dunze, who maybe is
1: Chris Olave in fantasy points? You know, Who knows? Maybe. But I think the main question I want to ask now is, Nate, buy, sell, hold, void. Houston Texans wide receiver, Tank Dell. Yes, thank you for this one. You know, Coming off the injury.
0: It's an interesting uh, dilemma here. What do we do with, with Tank Dell, who's yeah. currently the wide receiver 22? Mm-hmm. Don't keep trade cut. Um, So we, this is about where I have him in my own rankings, Mike, about wide receiver 22 myself. So once again, that makes him a buy slash hold for me. Um, You know, A.J. Brown being at the top, I don't like to usually buy the top players. They're expensive, so hold slash sell. But for – Guy like Dell, who I think has uh, a chance to rise up in value. I'm going to hold on to him at this value, but also be interested in buying if I get him for about this value a little bit cheaper, maybe. Um, coming off the injury, I'm not too worried about. It is the, the leg injury. doesn't usually affect uh, wide receivers too bad. If it was a foot injury, I'd be more concerned, honestly. Um, that's what's you know plagued Michael Thomas and um, some players like him who've struggled to come back from those foot injuries. Rashad Bateman, another one who's struggled to come off his foot injury. But leg injuries – Broken legs, we can deal with those. They come back stronger, right? So uh, maybe some size concerns, but those are only really with health, um, not really with production. I don't don't really take his size into a production concern. He's obviously shown he's good enough um, at the NFL level. Um, Same age as Nico Collins, though. I don't think a lot of people realize this. Both of these players are 24 years old. Interesting. I know that Tank Dell is the rookie, and Nico Collins was the third-year player. But both of these players are 24 years old. Nico Collins came into the league very young. Tank Dell came in a little bit older. So while it's still impressive what Tank did his rookie year, because it took Nico about three years to do that, well, he needed a good quarterback too. That certainly helped and to stay healthy. But let's remember, these guys are the same age. So when we're you know looking at the two of those, we can't maybe give quite the same advantage to some other rookies. Uh, that we give to tank Dell um, in their comparisons to their veterans because these guys are the same age. So moving forward, you know, I'm looking at this as a 1A, 1B situation. And I'm giving the slightly to Nico Collins. Um, which is why, you know, I'm not out there buying Tank Dell everywhere I can. He's more of a hold for me than a buy. Um, because I don't think he's necessarily the wide receiver one over Nico Collins. I definitely think he has plenty of ability to kind of share that workload with Nico Collins. He he looked very good uh, when they were both in the field together but look, Caesar Trout can support 224 top 24 wide receivers so you're good either way really. Um so Tank Dell, you know, if I can move Stefan Diggs for Tank Dell, that's something I would be looking to do right now. Um just mm. I think you might be able to get that conversation um just from a straight straight swap. You might also have to add a little bit to Stefan Diggs. Um but a team that's contending and maybe a little bit worried about Tank Dell coming off the injury, I think you can get that conversation definitely started. Um if I'm upgrading from tank because i like to throw this one in there too, because I think there's always an opportunity to use a player to upgrade to another player. And if I could put on the one Oh six to tank Dell for CD lamb, I would do that. Mike, you know, you're probably putting together yeah. like two pretty good wide receivers, but you're getting CD lamb out of it. So if you're looking to consolidate, I think that's a move you can make. And if you're looking to sell tank Dell, because I think there is a world that you could sell tank Dell because he's decent value right now. You're not really selling low on tank Dell, maybe a little bit, but, we can work with that. Could I go after Devonta Smith or DJ Moore? I think both those guys are ranked higher than Tank Dell. But Tank Dell, being a rookie and what he did his rookie year, there might be people that are are looking to get younger and maybe they want to move off of Devonta Smith or DJ Moore. You might not have to add that much to Tank Dell. And remember, Tank is 24 years old. He's really not that much younger than Devonta Smith, DJ Moore. Maybe use that to your advantage because it's fun now to see Tank Dell and be like, oh, look at this rookie killing it. Boys and girls, I remember Terry McLaurin, and Terry McLaurin was a very old rookie wide receiver. I believe he was 24 his rookie year as well. He's now 28, and he's like just you just came out of a rookie contract. But we're all looking at Terry McLaurin. We're like, oh, look at that old guy. You know, we don't really want him too much more in a couple of years. He's going to be old. He'll be 30. So the, the 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 excitement is here, but just because of that, we all play Dynasty. Tank Dell is going to hit that old mark a lot quicker than the other players. Two years from now, Tank Dell is going to be going finishing up his third season. to be 26 years old.
1: How old is DK Metcalf? Uh, 26, I believe. Yeah. So we're talking about a guy who's been in the NFL for how long? He's only two years older than Tank Dell. But I love where your head's here. At, is here. I love where your head's at here. My God, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I agree. I would definitely buy, hold, um, and I like you make the point where, hey, if I wanted to sell what your upgrades could be, I agree um, with all this. And by the way, the upgrade, the 106 plus tank Dell for CD Lamb, if I could do that, yeah, I'm I'm definitely doing that all day.
0: Yeah, I think that's just just another really good move where you're obviously giving up two good pieces, but that's what you got to do to get a guy like CD Lamb. And that can be the finishing touch on your championship team.
1: So much of our focus here is protecting our assets and dynasty, keeping the long-term vision in mind. Aura reflects this mindset with the most important assets in your life. Have you ever received a spam call or suspicious email? It's not just annoying, it's a sign of a much larger problem behind these unwanted communications or data brokers, websites that buy and sell your personal information without your consent. I recently did a search for my own name online and was shocked to find my information plastered across multiple data broker sites. That's when I realized just how vulnerable my online presence really was. Enter Aura. They're more than just an online security service, they're your personal bodyguard in the digital world. Aura actively identifies which data brokers are selling your info and takes swift action by sending opt-out requests on your behalf. Not only does this cut down on spam, but it also shields you and your loved ones from potential cyber threats and hackers. Think about it. Your address, email, health records, even details about your family are all out there for anyone to exploit. But Aura doesn't just stop at protection. They offer unparalleled convenience, too. With their comprehensive suite of tools, including antivirus VPN, password management, and identity theft insurance, you can safeguard your online presence with ease from the app on your phone or desktop. It's like locking all your doors with one key. I've made the choice to take my online privacy seriously, and with Aura by my side, I have the peace of mind to focus on what truly matters. If you value your privacy as much as I do, Don't wait any longer. Check out Aura today and take control of your online presence. Go to Aura.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind to start your two-week free trial on us. The link will be in the description of this podcast. Don't wait. Protect yourself today. All right. So, Nate, why don't you take me into the next one? All right. Mike.
0: This is a player I don't know what to do with. And this is a player that you've talked a lot about over the years that we've done this podcast together. So I figured if I need to go to somebody to ask about Denver Broncos wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, it's going to be Mike Bauer. So, Mike, Thanks. what do you do with Cortland Sutton?
1: You got to hold right now. And, you know, sometimes the best answer is to do nothing. And I know that sounds stupid because we're supposed to have a course of action for everything, Right. Right. Sometimes you don't know. There's a lot of questions surrounding the Denver Broncos right now. Who is the quarterback going to be next year? That's a big one. Russell Wilson got benched last year for, was it Trevor uh, Was that who it was? That's sad, man. Like, don't it's do that to Russell Wilson. If you look at Russell Wilson's season as a whole, it wasn't fantastic, but he wasn't the problem with the Broncos last year. I don't think I can get what I want to get, what I feel like his value is if I try to sell him what i value him as and i don't think that i could also buy him as cheaply as i want to that's the problem so there's a wide range of outcomes for courtland sutton both of those things can be true what did he do last year though nate he averaged 11.9 fantasy points per game so he's a really solid flex starter for you at almost 12 points a game there are going to be times where you could throw him in your wide receiver two spot and feel pretty comfortable about it regardless of who the quarterback is and you know what if you are interested in selling don't do it right now Wait till he have a big week, okay? You know, there's a guy that I'm going to be talking about a little bit, a little bit later. He's an aging prospect, but unlike this other guy, he's been far less consistent yardage wise, and he's also sustained more injuries than that other player. You have to wait. It's called the teaser. Um, he had an ACL and MCL tear, a concussion, hamstring strain. Um, mm-hmm. These are all injuries that he's missed time with. Um, and again, the big question: What are the Broncos doing at quarterback? We don't know. We know Sean Payton's going to be there. I I saw some rumors of who Michael Pratt, the kid from Tulane, ooh, right. But that mm-hmm. like a third that's, round,
0: that's a little, yeah. That's like a, a backup that you develop, not someone you throw in in there anytime soon.
1: I would be happy if they drafted JJ McCarthy.
0: I think uh, McCarthy would be fine. I think Bo Nix would have some potential within a Sean Payton offense.
1: Well, so. then then you got to sell Cortland Sutton now because he can't just play at the line of scrimmage and run bubble screens the whole time. Oh, Okay, Mike. All right. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just, there's some good options out there, you know, honestly, who no matter who it is, one of these quarterbacks, as long as they don't just try to throw out a developmental guy out there and be like here, make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Do you,
0: do you think there is a sell window when they get a quarterback or would you hold at that point
1: still? You know what? I do think there will be a sell window if they draft a quarterback, because you know how the hype trains go. It's just like every time a player gets drafted to the chiefs, the bills, um, depending on the player, the Eagles, it's just, there's always that hype and you'll know. And here's why you don't advertise the player. If you think there's a sell window, do not put the player on the trade block. Let people come to you. When you feel like there's a sell window on a player and you put that player on the trade block, all you're saying is, he's available, I might take less. Let people come to you. See what you can get from people. Let them do the legwork for you. It shouldn't always have to be you making the effort. If people want them, you know, just don't use the trade block sometimes. Just have conversations. Sometimes conversations like, if good. I, Sometimes if I want a player, like if I want Cortland Sutton from Nate, I'll ask about Tank Dell. Hey, what do you want to do with Tank Dell? And then all of a sudden, I'm trading for Cortland Sutton. Mind games. When you're married long enough, you learned about how to play mind games.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to be careful next time you trade, Mike.
1: I'm gonna be like, "Who are you looking for? Who are you yeah. actually looking for?" I am. I am a wild card. You don't want to know what goes on up here. <laughs> you know what? I do.
0: I do, Mike. Um, real quick, I, I'm fine with the Cortland Sutton, but I want to. I want
1: to know what's going on in your head.
0: I want to know. Actually, no, you're asking me.
1: Yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to – well, what's going on I I just really wanted
0: to know what you thought of this player. I didn't want to talk about this player, but that's why you asked me, I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, that's why I did. What are you doing with Bills, wide receivers, Stephon, Diggs? I think I beat you to Uh, it. I think I pulled up this part of the show sheet before you did. I think you did. Um, You know, a value buy
0: for contending teams. Um, Otherwise, a hold. I like Um, that. I've been on the more optimistic side of Stefan Diggs over the past couple months Um, for better or worse. We'll see. But look right now he's outside the top 30 wide receivers on keep trade cut. It's pretty, pretty low fall for Stefan Diggs who still had a really good season. Um, He was still a a wide receiver one for us this season. So 107 receptions, 1100 yards, Almost 1,200, eight touchdowns on 159 targets. Beautiful. What what can you ask more for? I know it was a tough end to the year, but this is still great production, 1.99 yards per route run. Like to see that. Uh, actually, really similar stats in his 2021 season, Mike. But 2022 was just so impressive that this seems like a huge decline for him. And I, like I said, I also understand the end of the season, there was a visible decline or just – Something wasn't working with Stephon Diggs. I don't know if it was an injury, if it was off the field stuff. I don't know, but it definitely looked off. We can all we can all make that statement and know that. But I still believe he has two to three years of top 24 seasonal upside. Um, you know, he has had six seasons in a row with 1,000 yards. Looking at his career averages, honestly, and all of his efficiency stats, like I said, 2023 really wasn't that bad of a year. I know it really felt like the tail of two halves, and there is something to say. Um, for you know an older player declining over the second half of a season but he's with the, the Bills for a long time he's he's there for like another two years I think before they can even really try to get out of his contract. So he's gonna have Josh Allen thrown into him. Gabe Davis is leaving a free agency. I'm sure they will replace him but you know whether that's a rookie or a free agent Stefan Diggs is the wide receiver one there moving forward. And I still think there's a lot of value to have there. I know it's really easy to say oh this guy's washed up Stephon Diggs isn't even 30 yet I still believe in the talent. He still put up good seasons. It's not like he put together like a wide receiver 22 season and this is him on his decline. He might be going down a little bit, but I still like I said, I think you're getting 2 to 3 years of a top 24 upside. Um if I'm a rebuilding team, probably not looking to to buy him unless I think I can flip him, which I think you probably could do uh later in, you know, when the season starts, when people are starting having start lineups again and get fantasy points. But I think he's a value right now. Honestly, if you're a contending team, you could get him for like an early second right now. That's how, that's how low we're on Stefan Diggs. Um, Deontay Johnson and a running back, maybe like Devin Singletary, Um you know, that might get the job done. We're just so, the, the community is just so low on Stefan Diggs, who is still a top wide receiver. Um It, it makes me a little sad because I, I really like Stefan. You're know, coming out of UMD back in the day, Mike, um, but I'm also willing to trade him if I can. Uh, Stefan Diggs, you add like the 110 on top. I can go after a guy like Chris Olave, Jalen Waddle maybe, and that's something I'd be looking to do as well. If I can add a late first on top of Stefan Diggs to move up into one of those stud young wide receivers, I would make a move like that as well. So, you know, a couple of different options with Stefan Diggs, but I still believe that he has some production ahead of him.
1: I understand the frustration about Stephon Diggs too. In the first six weeks of the season, five of those weeks have 100-yard receiving games. Yeah. He did not break 100 yards the rest of the year. The closest he got, he had an 86-yard week, 6 for 86 and 1 in week 9, and then yeah. 7 for 87, no touchdowns in week 17. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was it was bad, Mike. I actually have a note on here
0: I didn't, didn't get to it, but the last eight games of the season, he only went over 50 yards receiving twice. Yeah. It was bad. It was definitely bad. But his PFF grade didn't decline over that time. And I know there's a lot of conversations about who likes PFF and who doesn't. I don't think that they are a godsend, but I respect the the work that they do. Um, they have a lot of advanced stats. Their grades maybe aren't as, you know, 100% as their advanced analytics, but I still respect their grades. And to see them say that, hey, he still looked good on a lot of the the routes he ran and things like that, maybe it was more of a issue with him and Josh Allen or how that offense was being run with Joe Brady. Uh, you remember Joe Brady um, in his last couple stops um, in the NFL did not – Really, with the Panthers, DJ Moore did not have a, a great season with Joe Brady, actually. That was the year that the ball got spread around a lot. So, yeah. you know, that's something to keep into account. Um, I believe Joe Brady might be staying there as the offensive coordinator going to next season. So, um, you know, we'll have to, you
1: know, kind of dig deeper into that this offseason. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, But I I do, I like where your head's at here. I think I'm going to go try to buy some Stephon Diggs.
0: I think there's value there. Like I said, outside the top 30, I personally have him probably like wide receiver 26 or 27. So I'm not like too much yeah. higher on him. Um, you know, that's just, you know, especially off-season value. That's where I have him right now. Yeah, But that's- that value can go up as we get closer to setting lineups. If some of these young guys, you know, maybe their situations change. And if you can get them for outside the top 30, I think there's just value there for a contending team. You got one more for me, Nate? One more for you, Mike, and this is where I do want to know what's going on in your head. And I, I, you know, you gave me Stefan Diggs, so I had to at least give you a little bit of an older veteran as well. Just talking about this guy actually a little bit earlier, getting to veteran status maybe a little bit quicker than some of the other guys. Uh, yeah. what are you doing with
1: Washington Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin? I'm buying all right, damn Skippy. I am look, four seasons over a thousand yards, and in his rookie year, he was close, he had 919. Quarterback play, Sam Howell was up and down. Okay, we know that. And what was it? Uh, who was the quarterback that was going to start? Jacoby Brissett? They were going to start him, and then he got hurt in practice, so Sam Howell had to start. This That was the most Washington thing ever, by the way. <clears throat> hey, guys,
0: we need you to tank, so please do not start Jacoby Brissett.
1: Uh, but he did average 12 fantasy points per game. He's only 28. Why are we going to panic sell this guy? If you're buying Stephon Diggs, you might as well buy a cheaper version with Terry McLaurin. Um, some people would consider this to be prime age for a wide receiver. It's sure, um, yeah. dependable, Nate. He hasn't missed a game since 2020. It's pretty dang good. He could be a reliable wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or really good flex option. And you know what? Those positions are important. You can't fill your roster with wide receiver ones. Good luck trying to do that. And if you do, then kudos to you and bad yeah. on your league mates. Uh, moves like this, while not heralded very much, they could pay dividends helping you push your team over the top because depth is so important and look even if the worst case scenario is that sam how's the quarterback next year we're okay with that nate You know happening. why yeah, yeah I why? Mean, you never know it it could um it's just funny because washington had kirk cousins and they're like no nah, we don't want you he still went over a thousand yards last year 79 receptions a thousand two yards four touchdowns um did have a career low in yards perception in 12.7 mm-hmm. Um, that was second to his previous career low in 2020 which is 12 point nine I just I think all around you know the Cliff Kingsbury offense coming in there, um I think it's gonna be better so I'm looking forward to that and if I'm buying him, you know in a superflex league you're gonna need multiple seconds you can move ramond J Stevenson for him right now to get okay. him. um I do think in a one quarterback league it's gonna have to be like a late first. Probably, maybe like the 201, yeah. 202 might get it done, or you could try for like a 24 second and a 25 third. If you're okay with multiple picks, try not to move a first round pick. Uh, but I like McLaurin, I like dependability, guys that you could just throw in there. Hey, you're not going to get injured very often. Do some work for me.
0: Yeah, I like McLaurin as well. I know I was kind of um, banging on him about being old so quickly. Um, in the league. But, you know, I, there's also something to be said that for career production, it's more about the years in the league than it is the actual age. Um, There's been some data that's shown that. So, you know, I think McLaurin still has, you know, three, four, five more years of production. I think he'll be productive well yep. into his early 30s. So, with a quarterback upgrade, like I expect them to get Drake May, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. huge Jahan Dotson fan, Mike, but he did not have a great season last year. Oh. So, if if the prophecy is not true and Johan Dodson does not become the wide receiver one for the commanders this year, and it it's Terry McLaurin. And if Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver one for Drake May, I think you're going to have a really good season for the value that he currently goes at. So um, I'm, I'm here with you as a buy on
1: Terry McLaurin. If you go on profootballreference.com, it does give nicknames for the players and his is scary Terry. But every time scary I say I think of Tamari and Terry um, <laughs> from Florida State. That that's scary. all It's all for me. Um, So until next time, everybody, for Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the Internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mockdrafts. Until next time, everybody. For my faithful co hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.